this episode, we're going to look at AnyCable, which is a drop-in replacement for Action Cable. And the beauty about AnyCable is that you're not going to have to change any of your existing Ruby on Rails business logic around the WebSockets. Instead, you'll simply be able to replace Action Cable with AnyCable. And typically with a Ruby on Rails application that's using Action Cable for handling the WebSockets, it will work well on a smaller scale. However, once you start getting a lot of users, Action Cable will start consuming more and more memory and its responses will start to get slower. And so plugging in any cable, you'll basically be able to run your Rails application as you would normally, but the main difference would be the infrastructure. And any cable boasts a four and a half times lower RAM usage. And on their website, they say for a typical scenario handling 20,000 connections, and this is assumingly idle connections, that the AnyCable service would be about 800 megabytes versus about 3.5 gigabytes for Action Cable. And AnyCable also optimizes the messaging broadcasting to provide a much lower latency, especially as you start adding on new clients, or essentially you have multiple clients connected to your Rails application and in turn connected to the WebSockets. As the number of users scales up, you're going to start getting slower and slower responses from Action Cable versus any cable still has a pretty low latency even as you scale up the number of users. To get started, we'll be using a Rails 6 application and I'm going to go ahead and create a channel. And we'll just call this the Welcome Channel and it'll create a few files for us. And if you notice, from a Rails 6 application, we're now putting the JavaScript files under the App JavaScript channels instead of the app assets JavaScripts, but it should work normally as it would in a old Rails 5 application. So I want to go ahead and open up our welcome channel and in the received, I'm simply going to do a console.log and we're going to just log the data. And in our channels, in the welcome channel, and I'm going to replace some channel with welcome. And I've created a welcome controller with an index action and this is just going to be our root path. And basically, I just want to create a broadcast to the welcome channel. So we can do an action cable dot server dot broadcast and we want to broadcast it to the welcome channel and let's just post the current time. So if I start up my Rails application and if I visit my local host and now if we visit the page, you can see in our console log, we are getting the post and that is getting broadcasted from action cable and we can see where it's come in from the WebSocket. And so, if I just click on the home, which takes us back to the root page and the welcome index, you can see that this works and it works pretty well. The problem is going to be when we go to deploy this to our production environment and the site starts to see a lot of traffic. Even if the Rails application could handle the traffic based on the server specs it's hosted on, the WebSocket portion could overload the server. So in this episode, I want to look at dropping in any cable to help with this load. So in our gem file, we'll first start by adding in the gem anycable-rails, and we're also going to need to add in the Redis gem. Make sure you run bundle and restart your Rails application. Then come under the config, and then in the cable.yaml file. Within here, we're going to change the adapter from asynchronous. We're going to replace it with any cable. And of course, on a production environment, you would want to update that as well to be any cable. And I'm also going to create another config file under the config folder 
and I'll just call this the anycable.yaml. And for the development environment, we're going to pass in two keys. I want to set the Redis URL, and I also want to set the access logs disabled. And so depending on your use case and the level of logging you need, you may want to set this to true or false, but in my case, I'm just going to set this to false for now. And for the Redis URL, because I am just using my local host, I'll set my local host, I'll set the port to the default port, and then I'll specify the database. And that's one cool thing about the Redis database, is that even though you only have one Redis instance running, you can have multiple databases and then just specify it with like a zero or one or two. And on a Rails application, I'll actually use a different database depending on what I'm sending over to Redis. And that's pretty helpful if down the road you need to clear the keys and values of only a certain type. For example, if you set all your caching to database zero, when you do a Rails cache clear, anything else on that Redis database might get cleared out. But if you store something like your queue management on a separate Redis instance or your action cable connections to a separate Redis database, then you could avoid that issue entirely. We then need to come under the config environments and then in the development.rb file at the bottom I'll set the config.actioncable.url and we'll set this to the WebSocket and then our local host and we're going to use port 3334 and then forward slash cable and we'll see why we chose this port in a moment. And because we are specifying our action cable URL here we're not just using the endpoint of the cable URI, we will need to come under our app and then in the view layouts and in the application.html.erb and we will need to set the action underscore cable underscore meta tag. And this will basically tell the Rails application to use that configuration variable on our development environment and it'll set it appropriately so that's where it's going to connect from. So if we start up our Rails application now, and if we go back to our application and if we refresh the page, you'll see that now we're getting an error that we cannot connect to our WebSocket server. And that's because we're no longer using the Action Cable server, but instead now we're pointing to an Any Cable server, but we haven't installed or started that service yet. So I'll first start by installing the Any Cable service, and I'll do a brute install Any Cable dash go. And then I can start this with Any Cable dash go. I can specify my host and in this case I'm going to set it to the local host and then I'll set the port equal to 3334. And once you have the server started you'll see that it's now open and listening. So if we go back to our Rails application and if we refresh the page it's still not working. And that's because we have to run the any cable service as well. And so at the root of my Rails application I'll just run bundle exec and then any cable. And so now with the Rails application running, I also have the any cable go service running, and then we also have any cable running. And so now coming back and refreshing, we're now getting our console log. So now we've restored the original functionality that we had with action cable, but now with any cable plugged in, we're gonna be able to support a lot higher count of users concurrently at a lower cost of memory. And admittedly, if you were deploying this to a production environment, you would want to set up the Any Cable Go as well as the Any Cable Service as an upstart or a SysMD service. Or if we want, I'm going to go ahead and terminate these. 
but you can also just run it combined with a bundle exec, any cable, and then I'm going to pass in the server command, and then within the quotes, I'll push in the any cable dash go with our host being our local host and our port being the 3334. And so with that one command, it's now going to run the gRPC server and the any cable service. And so with just this running and the Rails application, we can come back and refresh and it still works. And so this would probably make it a bit easier to have to only worry about one additional service running on the Rails server. So before you go adding more servers to handle the WebSocket load on your servers, have a look at any cable to see if that could be a potential solution where you'll be able to get more connections at a lower resource cost. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you for watching.